1: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Do you want to say hello first? I was
2: literally just about to say, oh, hello, snazzy one. (laughs) Going off to Ibiza
1: for the weekend. Oh, what a lovely weekend we've just had. (sighs) You know, when you first have kids um, and you just cannot be spontaneous. Nothing about your life is spontaneous. Everything is planned. Everything is a routine. And it's just quite monotonous and then suddenly as they start to get a bit older that spontaneity creeps back in a little bit yeah. and it was literally Monday morning last week and Doza said our mates have cancelled on us shall we go to Ibiza for the weekend and I was like fuck it let's go so Do we took it. the kids out of school on the Friday and off we trundled and it was really great the only bad thing was coming back last night when our flight was delayed at Ibiza airport for three hours oh, I got into bed at quarter to one nice a.m. Oh and then, and then my alarm went today. off at 4.30 this morning. I feel like <gasps> oh, absolute turd.
2: That is horrible. <laughs> Although oh, who but feels but good when it. they come back from a Ibiza? But worth it. Exactly. Oh. And and it's worth it. And it's one day of feeling tired. Like yeah. Everyone can get over that, can't they? Like one as day. As soon as I'm if done here, know, I'm going to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you know you can go straight to bed, then it's absolutely fine. And did the kids go into school today? They
1: were a few hours late. They slept until t- nearly 10 o'clock. So yeah, we just spoke to the school. They were fine. I mean, they break up on Friday. It's yeah. fine. Oh
2: my God. And all the kids have. Wrecked at the moment. Axel literally looks like he's been on like a bender, like, com- like <laughs> permanently oh, no. at the moment. He looks completely wrecked. Yeah. Like, I woke him up for school this morning and he's like pulling the duvet over the top of his head. Like, oh, no, like,
1: no, no. Can we just take a moment for how grown up Axel looks as well? I don't know whether oh, it's the God. haircut or the outfits. I'm just know. like, wow. He, he just really turned
2: like a weird corner where he just. Doesn't seem like a child. He just seems like really super duper duper grown up. Yeah. Um, It's weird and scary. And uh, yeah. But anyway, maybe it's because he's got this new
1: girlfriend that's. Oh my
2: God, don't stop it. (laughs) stop it (laughs) let's move on it's funny because my mum's been staying this weekend and I was telling her about it and she's like equally as freaked out as me if not more so and every time she like cuddles him or gives him a kiss she's like oh. Axel, is this nice? Is it? <laughs> Who else does this? <laughs> Who no. else does this? <laughs> We're both looking at each other like, "Oh God, we are absolutely deranged." Poor Axel
1: literally <laughs> does not have a chance with you two on him the whole time. No, no do you know what? It's, I know. Really, it, it's a funny. It's a funny period, a like lot. we obviously have been talking about it quite a lot, and it is going to come up. <laughs> and as this podcast progresses and our kids get older, all yeah. of these new conversations are going to happen as you know as they grow old.
2: Exactly. And you, we kind of look back to the episodes when we you know, first started and the problems were sleeping and weaning. And, you know, lots of you listening to this, that's what you'll be going through. And we're obviously here to offer advice on that for sure. But also, it's really interesting to see how the podcast has taken a turn. And now we're talking yeah. about like snogging and. School and all See, sorts of stuff. Snogging. Can I just <laughs> no, say? No, I know. <laughs> I know. Now I'm really escalating it. Oh no! Yeah, there you go. Who knows how long it will be till we're
1: talking snogging? George, you said that your mum was staying this weekend. Did you do anything nice with her, or was it just yeah, so, two girls hanging out?
2: No. So my mum and dad stayed last night because Gigi had her graduation. <laughs> Oh my well, God, that
1: photograph you put um, up.
2: I know, don't, seriously. And she got up and she said, they all had to say, when I grow up, I want to be, and she said, when I grow up, I want to be a footballer for Arsenal.
1: Oh. <laughs> I know. That's great. We like,
2: oh, bless her.
1: Two footballers in the family, <laughs> yes, please. Two footballers,
2: great, lucky me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so they stayed up for that and then they're actually viewing houses in Brentwood today because they are going to move closer to You're us. You're joking. Yeah. So, Your parents
1: are moving closer
0: to you. Yeah,
2: yeah. So they're going to move. like For like, you
1: and for the yeah, kids.
2: for me and for the kids, yes. Um,
1: so, I mean, my mum yeah. often says to me, like, obviously I love you and I love the kids, but there is absolutely fuck all chance <laughs> that I will ever leave dancing in the sunshine and drinking yeah. moon, dr- drinking moon drinking wine in the in the moonlight. In like she's moonlight. never going to do that.
2: Yeah, it is quite different though. Do you know what I mean? Like, fair enough. Her lifestyle so different. My mum and dad are literally going to be moving like 45 minutes down the road.
1: No, your parents and, like, love you more.
2: Y- no, they don't. <laughs> they don't. And it's just, I guess, all like my mum's friends, they're all, all their kids are all having children now. She was probably one of the first to be like a... Nan or whatever. And so now they're all spending more time with their grandchildren and they see each other in London most of the time anyway. So yeah. it's not going to make huge amounts of difference. So, yeah, so that's what we're doing. So it's really, yeah, I mean, God,
1: I'm so excited. Oh, I bet you are. So, that's yeah. so lovely. And just so you know, I'm now moving to Brentwood so <laughs> to that Brentwood. I could be closer cool. for childcare Great. reasons Perfect. with your parents.
2: Perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't realise she was taking on an extra family as well, but I'm sure she'll be happy with
1: that. <laughs> Listen, George, we need to get into the conversation today. Um, I again, a really... A beautiful conversation and uh, a really funny one as well. For somebody that's actually pregnant, first time mum, she hasn't actually yeah. had her baby yet. So it was quite nice to talk about pregnancy and to talk about, you know, the moment they found out that they discovered they were going to be parents for the first time. She's married to a very, very funny human being who we absolutely love. Um, <laughs> next time they've got to come on together. Yeah. Oh my God, definitely. But also, you know, someone who's right at the start of their parenting
2: journey, but also talking about her own um, relationship with her mum and how that's really changed. And I think you do look at your relationships and what how you pictured something to be when you hit these milestones like having your first child and, and it, when it doesn't turn out the way you thought it can be quite i guess triggering and upsetting so that was a really interesting part of the chat um i think we should just get into it yeah let's do it
1: who are we talking to today
2: we are chatting to the wonderful Hannah Cooper Domit Normally I, I say to people, how are you? Because they've will rushed, been rushing around, dropping the kids here, they're everywhere. But
3: you're pregnant, so you haven't got any of that yet. But how are you anyway? <laughs> I know, but I do think I'm still working at the speed of that I'm not pregnant. So I keep yeah. saying to people, I'll be there in two. I'll be there in two. And actually it's, it's 10. Yeah. So I'm kind of, everything's a little bit slower at the moment, but I still feel I'm just over six months. So I kind of feel like that, Sweet spot of like, oh, this still looks kind of cute, and then it's going to get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> You're on pregnancy time.
2: You
1: did look kind of cute, not yeah. just kind of cute, incredibly cute when I saw you last week. And at George, we saw each other at a festival, and Hannah is there looking, I mean, <laughs> glowing, gorgeous. And then I looked down, and I she's in little um, cowboy boot with heels, heels. Wow.
3: I know. It was... It's pretty impressive. It was worth it for the day and the outfit and then the whole weekend after I paid the price. That was my limit. That was my final, you know, like, X Factor finale grand, (laughs) like...
1: The final hurrah! Yeah.
3: (laughs) It will be Birkenstocks from here on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Talk to us about your journey to pregnancy Um, because I don't think I've heard you speak about it at all, actually.
3: No, I think... I mean, it's really interesting when I think about it myself because I've always, you know, I see myself or saw myself having kids, but I never thought about it too much. I kind of did the same with getting married and and our wedding, like that. I didn't want to have my expectations shattered if it wasn't possible, and I was feeling like more and more these days. You hear people, you know, with their struggle to fertility and pregnancy, and and I just felt like that was. Something that I might have had. And, you know, I have had, I've got PCOS as well. So that was also in sort of the back of my mind that this might not be as straightforward. And, you know, sort of growing up with all your, yeah, STIs that you've sort of developed and got rid of along the way—you go, you never know how it affects your fertility in I the love long that's run. that's
1: where we've gone with all the STIs that you got. Yeah, oh, know. yeah.
3: STIs. I say, I say, all. Oh, I haven't had them all. It's not like a bingo card. I'm just saying.
1: It's a top trump card, right? I once had this, and then you yeah. had chlamydia. Yeah. And,
3: you know, but they scare you when you're younger, yeah. and you do have those things. that they go, God, if you don't treat it, then it might affect your fertility and all these yeah. things. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think I always sort of played the side of caution with with the idea of having kids because I just didn't want to have my hope shattered, I think. And the same, you know, I was always quite open when I met Joel about that, that I wanted to make sure that I was with someone that I would be happy to be with, even if that was without having children as a future, and just be have that as an open conversation. And Wow. Um, but yeah I think that's me in general I think I play it quite cautious like that so that I don't get disappointed. So mm. when it did happen it was definitely sort of a surprise and I just I'm very grateful that it's been relatively smooth sailing since then as well and I still feel very fortunate that I've got to this point you
2: know it's really interesting that you say that you you know you always sort of played it down because of all the stories that you hear and I think there's there's something to be said in that isn't there that you do hear so many stories where it doesn't happen which is a really great thing because it raises awareness it you know people don't feel alone but then equally I guess people feel prepared for it would you say that you're like you know I guess just what like feel do you feel worried about pregnancy because
3: of what you hear yeah I think I feel worried it's also a strange one where I think it's hard with social media that it's you know pregnancy is just part of our scrolling feed that you might see someone announce their pregnancy or have a bump picture and everyone's going through their own fertility journeys and and I think that's something that I I am aware of and it's so difficult because you are when you are pregnant you're so proud to be pregnant and you're so like this is so exciting and it's like um such a joyous thing and a novelty for your body to be going through this and amazing and yeah and, and like sharing those pictures and equally I I have that awareness in my head that I'm like I hope I'm not making anyone feel shit yeah to put it quite bluntly but it's kind of hard because everyone goes through their own journeys at different times of their life and and that's the same with whether that be illness or pregnancy or you Mm. know breakups or marriages it's like social media it just opens this whole thing whether you like to see it or not it's just there yeah and it's reminders whether they're nice or, or not so nice but during covid it was crazy I had eight of my friends get pregnant it was basically my whole friendship it's the group. COVID shagging
1: wasn't it the COVID yeah. shagging it was like well there's nothing to do and I quite like you now for a month and then I'm gonna get sick of you so we might as well just do it
3: yeah and it was it was weird because it's almost two friendship groups right was why it was sort of home home girls I say and my work friends so it was split quite evenly where we all went you know i remember going out for those last set of drinks before the pandemic hit and over those two years it it completely changed like of course everyone's priorities changed they all had kids i came out of the pandemic and i honestly i it was i felt like the only one and i, I never felt sort of the pressure to to keep up if you will or hit those milestones as friends were it's obviously such a nice thing to, to do and, and have kids together from a support point of view but it was uh, quite lonely yeah yeah and um it was a real sort of adjustment because I I didn't until now understand these terms uh, even to the point of induction, epidural, those, those, those all those little, you know, yes. gestational diabetes, all of that stuff. I sort of knew that they were talking about it, but I didn't really feel like I could offer like support as a friend about it because I didn't yeah. really have that awareness. So I sort of felt myself, and that's no fault of my friends. That's just, mm. that is understandable. Your world changes. It's just that I felt like oh, it was very difficult to relate to them of course it's yeah. like an ocean apart of course yeah. we feel
1: yeah it's it's a big difference
3: you know other than being there physically when we could to be able to hold the babies, there wasn't really much else that I felt like I could offer as a friend so that was definitely sort of an adjustment period of that and you'd find like what was interesting is that you navigate towards other people you sort of I think as women and as girls, we have a tendency to have quite nostalgic relationships and hold on to those relationships because we've had them since school. Mm. And we struggle to sort of let go of the idea of it or the idea of that those possibly might change. Whereas I feel men are just like, went oh, down the pub, he's my best mate, met him last week. You know, they have that attitude to it. Whereas yeah. I think that was a real interesting point for me to sort of go like, oh, well, this is a good time for me to explore what other people are in my life that are more sort of in that stage that I am now and possibly yeah. thinking about kids but not sort of not right really in
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think men can sometimes like literally go to the pub. Like my husband's friend might have had a baby and I'll be like, Oh, so what's the baby's name? He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't ask. I know. I'm like, oh, you didn't ask. He's like, well no, because doesn't really he doesn't really care, I guess. He's like, well it doesn't matter. I'm just seeing my friend. Like- <laughs> fascinating
1: isn't it and it doesn't just it's not just around babies and pre- the, the whole time I'm like you got any details for me and he's yeah. like well I didn't I didn't ask any questions I'm like I need the details That's honestly details. Joel
3: that's honestly Joel he he will uh, the whole time he wouldn't have even mentioned the fact that they've had a child I'm like that's just rude like, <laughs> he hasn't even brought the fact up that they have a whole new person in their life like I know, you've probably forgotten the name. I get it. Don't worry. <laughs> because can house baby. It's fine. <laughs> now,
1: obviously, we know um, how funny Joel is from watching him on, on the telly. Tell us the moment that you told him that you were pregnant, because I can imagine there oh, might have been a joke in there somewhere yeah. or a reaction.
3: It's never really straightforward. And if it could be, he'll make a way of it not being straightforward. Like, I think he enjoys the story himself. Yeah. Um, We actually found out on New Year's Eve, which is like quite funny because I am not a big fan of New Year's Eve. Like, Mm. I love Christmas, but I just feel there's way too much expectation on a New Year's Eve. Whereas Joel's the other way around. He's not so bothered about Christmas, but he's like, why wouldn't you go out on New Year's Eve? It's so like exciting. Make new plans. And so we always have this really awkward exchange of like, fine yeah we'll just go with your mates because you know if you want to do it and and he's like oh be a bit more into it I'm like yeah so we honestly the (laughs) the fact that we found out on New Year's Eve is just the irony now because he's like oh you must love it now (laughs) I said yeah you'll cling on to anything (laughs) but I was at home and I got into this sort of uh we were sort of relaxing our idea of trying for a baby so we didn't know when when or if it was going to happen but what I was doing was before I was going out, I was doing a lateral flow and a pregnancy test just to kickstart <laughs> <Yeah>. the night, <laughs> just to get myself, you know, free drinks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> woo! So that was sort of my like generic routine. So we were planning, obviously, to go out New Year's Eve, and we were going out with Davina and her partner Michael that evening, and they said, "Just come round," and there was a party that we were going to go to. And that morning, Joel was also coincidentally doing. BBC Radio 2 which Davina was hosting. He left in the morning to go and do that and then I thought well I'll just you know do my usual lateral flow and pregnancy test thought nothing of it went downstairs had breakfast came back up and it was like honestly the faintest line that I could have easily just thrown that away and thought nothing of it. And I just like held it up to the light and I was like that feels odd. Like I don't, I don't feel that feels right on the pregnancy
1: test or the lateral flow test. <laughs>
3: on the pregnancy test. <laughs> on the pregnancy yeah. test. Okay, right. <laughs> that could have been very two very different nights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the pregnancy test. Oh, luckily, I had another one, and um, it was one that told you how far you were yeah you
2: need those ones that literally spell it out like yeah pregnant not pregnant and That's how many what you weeks, need, but they're
3: expensive you don't there want to have stock of those are. for no reason <laughs> and um so I had one of those and it came up and it said one to two weeks and I was like oh my god okay and Joel was in the studio, ready to like record. It was like something like 10 minutes before. And in the car, he was putting together this reels of everything that we'd done over on our podcast, Never Have I Ever, where we sort of do something new every week. So he was doing this summary of our year, um, little like montage video thing. He, he just texted me and he said, have you got anything else you want to add to this? Have you got any videos on your phone that you want to add to this reels? And so I thought, I'm just going to tell him. So I took a little video of the pregnancy test (laughs) and I sent it to him and I'm like, do you want to add this? (laughs) He was like, what? Like he was taking me like, what? Oh my God. What? What? Wait, see what? Is this your, is this you? Is this you? (laughs) Quickly rang me. It's honestly minutes before going live on radio. And then his, obviously, his face was so obvious of what was going on, the shock, that Davina immediately was like, Are you okay? What's going on? And he was like, "How is pregnant. And then they were like, Welcome to BBC Radio 2. And then they just carried on. But he was, so Davina was the first person that knew that we were having a baby he
1: hugged Davina before he hugged you
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like I, mean, I think it's like a half an hour sort of segment things so I didn't hit anything so I was just sort of processing this news like oh what do I okay when what happens now yeah. what do we do and then um and then yeah and then he just casually called me after and we we still went out that evening um and it was really great. They all had a wonderful night and I just sort of watched the show and I was like, okay, this is our year. This is what's going to happen. And, and oh. yeah, that was that.
1: How lovely. That is that such is
3: a lovely so story. <laughs> that is actually
2: so special. And actually, do you know what? You say you don't like New Year's Eve, but that is actually a real like moment yeah. to start the year, isn't it? Like as a completely new chapter of your life. Yeah, Waking up
1: without a hangover as well on New oh, Year's Day. Something we're trying to achieve every really year and always great. fail.
3: Yeah. yeah, I know, yeah. I did feel smug. I was like oh this is this is good. <laughs> well,
1: what's what been the part of pregnancy that has maybe surprised you the most in terms of your body and how you feel and the changes inside and out?
3: I am surprised that it's not scared me as much my body changes. I think mm. from years of I've modelled for 16 years so I've also been always so body aware and And to the point of, you know, measuring and that ridiculousness. So I never knew how I would react to sort of that much of a changing body. And Joel still jokes with me that he still thinks I've got body dysmorphia because I definitely think I'm I'm smaller than I actually am. Because when you look in the mirror, you don't see... (laughs) so when you're leaving the house and you're looking in the mirror straight on you don't see your bump as much right. and he's seeing you obviously from profile and everyone and then you go oh yeah there we go <laughs> there, <I laughs> there <am>. we go <laughs> but it's um that's sort of been nice again I think with COVID and not sort of modeling as much during COVID that sort of really rewired my brain and sort of my view of my own body and took the pressure off like the constant measurements and scales that do just naturally come along with the world of modelling, that body awareness. So I think that that sort of came at a good time for me now because I think that would have scared me a little bit more. And, and you know, just looking after my body now, just covering myself in bio oil and all these, like, oils and potions and just hoping that genetics also work on your side, but it sort of... <laughs> All goes all goes back, back together. Yeah. 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 But it's been yeah. great. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed having bigger boobs because that's never happened in my life. Oh, listen.
1: <laughs> me and Georgia still talk about our pregnancy <laughs> boobs. For a while I had a whole folder on my phone where I was basically just us out in a bra and there's yeah. just photos of my cleavage like I that. Was say. So much so that I've taken them to my boob surgeon and gone, Yeah. Obviously the, and he goes, They are way too big for your frame now. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> we're well, just like a tiny, I just want to be able to do, I you know, the thing. Me- the, yeah people do Does that just
2: still exist though you still got it I on your phone simply
1: confirm or deny that
3: <laughs> screensaver.
1: we'll be
0: right back after this short break when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online
2: do you feel about birth you've mentioned that you're enjoying pregnancy it's you know it's been pretty plain sailing how do you feel about it
3: um I I'm the worst in terms of um, I can't watch like gory films or like casualty, even. Like, I'm quite yeah. squeamish like that. But the stuff that I had seen of birth was, you know, the typical EastEnders scenes and um, those movies in rom coms where it's all of that. And so that was my image of birth. And that was really interesting. I've only read um, one book. And that's what all the girls have said to me as well is like, don't overwhelm yourself with reading, which is hard because, like I say, social media throws it in your face. Yeah. So you, you're constantly reading whether you want to or not. But in terms of physical books, I, I've read um, the Positive Birth book by Millie Hill. And that was, you know, it's a sort of a hypnobirthing book, but also explaining the stages of labour and, and very much sort of reprogramming your attitude towards birth, which was like this huge revelation for me. And I don't know why. Of course, EastEnders movies, you know... Um, one born every minute. I, a I can't
2: watch One Born Every Minute no. now. It's still I. Oh, I, I just tense up when I'm watching it. Oh, it's course. and I've done it twice, but I just <laughs> still can't. I'm like no, because it's God. too
1: gory. You are not like the blood. I'm in...
2: squeamish. I'm the same as you. I'm squeamish. Like anything remotely a bit ugh, makes me just feel tense. And it's the, the music
3: it. and the drama and the sort of I can't switch off from that being a cast. And that being real life, like, that's my problem with all films. Like, I think I live in rom-com world sometimes. Like, I can't differentiate the two. And um, so that was just a massive revelation to me that I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. Of course, don't get me wrong. There's like all sorts of stories, like even my eight girlfriends, every single birth story is different. Yes, Mm. and that's been an eye-opener in itself where I'm like, God, you'd think eight at least two of them would have the same but no, every single one is different and so it's been quite refreshing to reframe my thought process about birth and sort of, let's just hope a couple of breaths and it's popped (laughs) out What, the old,
2: I can see its head Done (gasps) Or like, you give birth in the toilet Oh yes cough it's a dream
1: Nadia Zawala still talks about the moment where she gave birth and she was st- sort of over the sofa standing sort of leaning over the sofa and then she caught the baby and there was that ring mm. of fire thing which is it called that you ring know, of where, fire. You, yeah. where you feel absolutely incredible and she's we, we've had some amazingly positive birthing experiences so I think do you know what like you said your eight girlfriends that you've got really close around you they've all had different experience. it will be so different to anything yeah. else and that in itself is really exciting and actually yeah. you might have a really quick labor and you get out you
3: just don't know the the doctor keeps saying to me which I've not read or heard anywhere that you know they can obviously sense that you're I mean I'm definitely naive but you know cautious and sort of asking these odd questions and they're like Hannah don't worry you're tall you'll be fine I said you're you're tall I'm tall and I was like well I'm not freakishly tall I'm five foot what ten and a half to eleven but they were like two different doctors have said it to me but they go don't worry Hannah you're tall you'll be fine I was like is this a medical thing? Because is that I've never heard <laughs> that. that. Is
1: why it took me three days to birth Luna because I am the shortest motherfucker in town. <laughs>
2: there we go. That's it's just it. The a, yeah, but I'm short though, and I didn't have that. So okay.
1: Um... <laughs> let's get
2: some other tall people.
3: Yeah. Get some tall people. I on. would love to hear back from tall people because I just think. That I don't know if they think it's more like of an Amazonian. Like, do they think I'm as wide as I am tall? That it's going mean, to be like easy. dress can't work <laughs> out. How does that? because you're tall? Is it gravity? I don't know. You... I don't know. <laughs> I just I've, I've I've kind of just gone along with it again in my head, just as part of my birth plan. I'm tall. I'll be fine. Yeah, it's okay. You know, put it on your board. If that's I'm what's going to help me, I'll take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you um, have you worked out or got an idea whether you want what sort of birth you want? this in, do you want to are you, are you going to go for the water? Have you done hypnobirthing? Talk, talk us through that part.
3: Again, before I got pregnant, I kind of wouldn't didn't understand if a plan C-section was an option. Oh, my God, why wouldn't you do that? from like mm. a control element. Mm. The fact that, you know, it is what it is and it's it's safe. And, you know, when it's going to happen, what's going to happen and like i say that control um freak inside us all that would really sort of satisfy that part and then as soon as i got pregnant i don't know why or how but i just have this sort of feeling that i can do it yeah. and I, it's like it's it's really exciting that i feel that way as well because i really didn't think i would because i think i am a bit of like a hypochondriac and a pain freak but i don't know why i just feel like this is what we're like designed surely the body is gonna like and if it doesn't there's options so there's always that option but let's try and see what happens and I'm in that stage right now where you know I'm about to do the raspberry leaf teas and the acupuncture and sort of like do anything that I can to sort of help that process to have a vaginal birth but I am open to the idea of. Uh, just as long as they're healthy and and everything sort of they're happy, then that's I'm happy.
1: Have you talked to Joel about the? Um- is it called a perineal perineal, perineal <laughs> the perine- massage? Peri- what's it called? Yeah,
3: it is peri- <laughs> the perineal
1: the perineal
2: massage.
3: Massage
1: because Dozer was really oh. into that, and then after a while, I was literally like, "This is not what you fucking think it is." Like, no, and also, what are you doing?
3: All these books, and Joel's been really great. Like, I find it really attractive how how much he's been involved from like reading books and sort of sending me like articles and podcasts. It's been like really. Uh, like sexy in a weird way but I'm like oh like good for you and but obviously these books say that oxytocin is so important during childbirth you know massaging the nipples can help and you know think of like it's like an environment that feeling when you feel sexy and and that's very much what he's bookmarked and taken from it (laughs) and that's what worries me because I you know they go oh you know optimal birth you know led tea lights and all of this stuff and I'm like oh I feel like he's gonna think it's like a porno do you know what I mean (laughs) get the nipples. I like if he even like he'll probably get nipple tassels out. He'll he'll think that that is the answer. So I I worry in that sense, but he has said to me um that he's wanted to he wants to catch the baby. And I said to him, you realize he is like he's a gym bunny, don't get me wrong, but he's not if anyone saw him at soccer aid as a goalkeeper, he is not good with his hands he right. like, missed everything he I was like it's not a sport you're not physically catching a baby and also you don't wash your hands at the best of times I was like <laughs> you know you're always eating like a protein bar or you've got stuff on your hands and I was like I don't want you being the first person to catch the baby I was like that gives me anxiety Joel. yeah oh my fucking but, god but I spoke to the doctor and I said, "Look, this is something Joel's like entertaining," and she's like, "Yeah, fine. If that's if that's what he wants, that's not a problem." And I was like, "Oh God, please don't say it's medically not possible." <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, pretend. Sorry, yeah. No. a
1: doctor's note. Joel cannot <laughs> cut, catch the baby. We once we once watched because I was all dead set on having a um, a water birth. Do you remember George? I was like, yeah. "Gonna do it, gonna do it, gonna do it." it started yeah. off in the water before we you know I went into labour. We watched a water birth. I was like, we just gotta watch one. So I just literally picked one from YouTube. I was like, we just gotta see what it's like.
2: All this makes you feel funny.
1: (laughs) This is the one where I just picked the worst one possible where. A guy. The, the it was. Um, it was a husband and wife. She was in the in the water. Push, 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 and suddenly the guy whipped off his trousers and he had oh, speedos yes! on and you he got told me in this. Yes. the oh, water God, yeah. with oh, her and he was like oh. going hum oh, no. and there was like blood <laughs> and shit in the water and he was like writhing around in his speedos and Dozza was like no. Chance in hell? Am I doing that? And I was like, I don't think this is normal. No. Like, I don't think this is what you have to do. They do say
3: with anything on YouTube that you're supposed to put positive before oh God, you search what? anything.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't know that. Posit- <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely didn't know that. Positive
3: water, but That's yeah. what you needed to Google. Positive oh, oh, Positive cesarean. Positive everything. That's how you filter it.
1: <laughs> he was like, "Shall I bring my um? What are those? Those? They're like called Aussie something. They're like speedos. These like oddball." Speedos that he's got And I was like Put those fucking things away You're not bringing those I know So I think yeah You do have to be In that moment You obviously want them To be involved with it And want them to be part of it But any of that Fruity nipple tassel Oh no No
0: no no
2: no no, Definitely not I mean my husband Couldn't even watch When I was having The epidural He had to like Leave the room Because he thought He was going to pass out I mean, Yeah 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 He was pretty useless I'd say (laughs) And he really wanted To be really useful But in the situation He was just like Oh my god, this is like too much. Yeah. Do you think you can have anybody out Like, are you gonna have anybody else there? Davina.
3: No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> she well,
2: signed up. Yeah. <laughs> she has
3: said to me, it's like I do call her Davina the doula because she's so clued up on all things, you know, women's health and all of that stuff. And she has, bless her, she has offered, you know, if Joel's away filming, she's like, if you need anyone to come to the appointment? Let me know. And I was oh. like, it would be so funny. And same. Joel spoke with Emma Willis and with her show, and she's like, "You must watch our show because that's like the positive, like angle of it." I was like, "Joel, I'm thinking Davina in one corner, Emma Willis in the other, and I'm going to be fine." Yeah, what <laughs> a that, like, what a lineup that is! That, that would be a great show. Line. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, it, it's definitely going to be just Joel, um, and also I don't know what people do. I I don't know if the rules have changed since COVID or anything, but. Uh, do families come to hospitals anymore? And I don't know if it's like
2: no, yeah. the rules
3: of, is it is it easier or best to have family come to the hospital and then you sort of have that time at home
1: yourself? Or Yeah, you have to feel that. I mean, sometimes, yeah. I mean, you had your mm-hmm. mum there, didn't you, George?
2: I had my mum there, but I mean, gosh, I'm so glad I did. It's like, so glad I did. Yeah. Um. But my mum is a good, like... <sighs> There's certain people who I know, like, it wouldn't be right to have their mum. My mum's quite a good person. She knows when to be involved and she knows when to leave. Do you know what I mean? She's quite, she's she's good with stuff like that. But after I had my son, when I got back, like, back home, my in-laws were already there. And I would Mm. not recommend that. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, the best piece of advice anyone's ever given me, like, to do with labour and birth is close the doors like when you get home close the doors even yeah. if it's for a few days whatever yeah. just close the doors
0: it
3: is so hard isn't it because you've obviously got the two sides of the family and you don't want one family to feel like it's a, a favor in one angle or, or whoever is locationally like closer mm-hmm. that that makes more sense but yeah it's, it's hard with saying I would have had my mum it's in um during COVID, she had unfortunately a brain tumor removed, which led to a oh massive God, stroke, huh? which led to um, her being paralyzed to one side. It's deep, but paralyzed on one side, and she lost her speech. So oh her, gosh. like, whilst my friends were going through all these these pregnancies, I was equally in hospital with Mum every day for six months, and then a year rehab, and that taught me lots in itself because I was definitely always had this preconceived idea of mum helping me quite a lot Mm. with when or if we had a baby um and they don't live far from us so that was always something I sort of had in my back pocket she always used to joke with me she said I'll quit my job and just pay me 100 pound a month and I said well I should probably start now then because I don't want that rate to go up (laughs) and um I was like wonderful and now that idea is different um you know, mum is stronger than she was, and she'll be able to, you know, push the pram and, and lift the baby and stuff. But from a sort of like, I can't um, rely on her as much as yeah. I thought I was going to be able to from a sort of childcare point of view. But it really taught me a lot about that was scary, that hospital association was scary, that trauma of that, I've had to work on that myself so that I'm not going into hospital giving birth, being mm. scared. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've been fully aware of that if you're not gonna process some trauma or grief that you have had, that I didn't want to, and I still have that slight fear that maybe if that leaks out into postnatal depression, I don't know. But equally it has taught me a lot of like, Hannah, come on, you can do this, you can give mm. birth, like Mm. that was that you got through that and me looking after mum has taught me so many things about myself of how I think I can be a good mum you know it's given me that strength to be like I never sort of had to look after someone in that sort of you know we're talking we're talking everything and and still now you know like that is half of my week is caring for mum and I wouldn't I wouldn't give it up at all it's just it it does scare me now when you sort of do have that care Mm. giving role and then having a child on top of that I am apprehensive to see how I'm going to be able to juggle that but mum is very positive and she's like doing great with her rehab and she's so excited and I do think sometimes the arrival of a new one gives that determination for someone Mm. to succeed further with their rehab and their recovery and it's just um it was something that I didn't realize that it's changed my whole perspective on (laughs) life and how precious it is and how amazing it can be and I'm just so lucky that she's here now and you know she can hold a baby and I can wash my hair and I can I can do those bits
1: do they, how do they think she'll recover long-term? Do they think she'll keep making progress daily?
3: I, it's really hard with anything to do with brain injury or traumas because there's no, no one knows because it's such a sort of sensitive area of our body and, and complicated. Um, The sort of recovery that she's made two years on from the date of operating has been more than I think we thought we would get she's learned to walk again and she's wow. her so upper arm strength is is strong and that is all to do with her like every day an hour a day she still does speech therapy now the speech is the hardest because that it's called aphasia that she's got and um it's nothing to do with the person's intelligence they're still sort of fully there it's just when you can't think of that word but yeah. all the time yeah that's what it is and it's hard because I want to go to my mum for advice you know and I want to say like what yeah. did you do okay cool you know 30 odd years ago what she did was different anyway and a lot of the gadgets and the technology is so different so you know maybe it is easier for me to go for friends in that That sense but we're so close and we always have been and I sort of remember I've sort of soaked her of all of that childbirth uh Mm. info back in the day already because I always found it interesting so I feel content that I have that information and and advice from her but it is it does sort of um get me that (sighs) she's not they're like how my friends rely on their mums sometimes you know and yeah we hear you yeah,
2: yeah. So, I mean a hundred percent but I I also feel like even maybe just having her there like yeah. in the house with you 100%. that's sometimes enough like you know totally. just her just watching you and being there and having another adult in you know present actually is, is sometimes all you need like you just need that sort of that's just yeah support, I guess. There is a
1: sad. There is. A, I imagine there's a sadness where you're almost grieving what you thought your life with yeah. a baby would look like. Um, and her role as grandma, you know, yeah. and the three of you doing stuff together. That must be quite hard to, to kind of maybe digest at the time. You yeah, know, find that you were pregnant,
3: and definitely. And I think I, I knew it. Obviously, I knew that quite immediately that that would be different before I'd even got pregnant. And I'm so grateful you know, like you say, Georgia, that I'm, that she's even here present for mm-hmm. that. And even just to sit on the sofa for 20 minutes and yeah. and hold the baby is like yeah. wonderful and joyous. And I feel super grateful for that. And she's so like, she gave birth, you know, without drugs or anything like that. So she's very like, you'll be fine, Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Like she sort of makes gestures, that she's like, don't worry. And actually, do you know what? It's probably better that she's given me that advice than all the in-depth in and out because she's not able to it's actually works in my favor because I don't think I want to know
1: (laughs) yeah no details thanks no no details thanks Hannah we love to ask our guests um for the piece of advice that they've been given that has really stayed with them that you can impart on people listening today around parenting
3: um we've heard so much it's been (laughs) even it makes me laugh when people go Oh god, you must have like don't listen to anyone, but if I'm gonna tell you something, listen to it. it, Just listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, if honestly, if I had a pound for every time that happened, it'd be oh, it'd be amazing. But um, it one of the my favourite bits that I heard was someone said, All you've got to do is love them. And I was like, Oh yeah, like okay, you can be thrown like sick to death with like what bottles and what you know what crib and what sleeping habits and what and essentially all you've got to do is love them and then hopefully you will I you know like with me and mum we it's not like we're having a conversation but through hand gestures and vibes and energies you figure out what a person needs and yeah and I feel confident that that's something that will come with the baby that yeah. you will hopefully get to know their patterns and then Figure that I love, out.
2: I really love that. Yeah, I love that. It's, it is so, and yeah. it's so true. And you mentioned you've been slathering your bump in bio oil. What other products have you been <laughs> loving during your pregnancy?
3: Well, it's hard for me because I don't know if anything works <laughs> that I've got right now. But well, you look like, pretty good,
1: so <laughs> get am yeah, over. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, um, I definitely recommend the bio oiling every day and like moisturizing and all of that stuff. But in terms of like stuff, it's really um, just stuff that looks cute in the, in, the, in the crib and in the nursery. And I hate myself for saying that because it, it might not work. But I've loved um, – got those Love Every toys, you know, the ones that you get. They're wooden toys, sensory toys that you get sent. What are they called? Love Every. Ooh, oh, no, never heard it. of them. No. not? It's no. like a, um, oh. a subscription that you can do to this. They're toys, essentially, but toys that are – Um, suitable for the age groups of the baby so you start off with your first one like zero to three months and then they send you a new one three to six months and so on and so on you know this is me without child going like they're just going to play with wooden toys that are suitable for <laughs> their know. brain. And they're like,
0: and then <laughs> we're going to treat those
3: in and then we're going to get a new set of toys and we're not going to do plastic and we're not going to do front cuts. So this is me saying this as a, I think it's a good idea, a subscription service of toys. Then you Definitely. know that they're yeah. like suitable for the age that they are and they're learning from it. So that's a nice idea. Ask me again if that's you know <laughs> when they've got the battery powered like Audi thing on the driveway yeah. or whatever it is <laughs> little car.
2: All that what was that thing that like sings and dances and goes like this and oh has all the lights? I can't oh, remember.
1: We had it, George. You oh, and I, I had it. the
2: jumperoo. Wait till you've got that. Yeah. that's that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, John's i know this don't. idea.
3: Like we've changed our garage into a gym, and he's like, "Oh, honey, it's going to be great because we'll get one of those bouncer things. We'll just hang it from the door, and I can do my workout for an hour." And I'll you, like, leave the kid in the bouncer for an hour,
1: and I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, yeah, that's okay. what happens, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: And another sensory thing, Etta loves, um, Delonis, oh, yes, muslin yes. cloths, the black and white patterns,
2: and all yeah, of that stuff. I still use those, and really? I use them to take my makeup off now.
1: Oh, she's cut stop. them she's made them yeah. into flannels, she's cut the I've made them. them
3: into yeah, like face flannels. Oh, that's such a good idea, isn't it? That's such a good idea. I'm not gonna lie, I did go through all of your show notes because it's so handy when the list is there of what people oh, have, like, yeah yeah um, yeah said and I really enjoy it that's definitely what I'm doing at the moment is going through the list and ordering stuff like, I'm trying to order like one thing a day and slowly like not feel overwhelmed by it but going through the show notes of this uh, of this podcast was so interesting because you do see like what people do recommend and what joins up and yeah. what people love. So- oh she's
1: such a good guest isn't she oh, going through the show notes <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: oh it's brilliant thank <laughs> you so
1: much for coming on do you know what I can't wait to have you back on the podcast with Joel once yeah. you've had the baby yeah, give you god. a little bit of time breathing time and then please please come back on yeah, it's be so, so, so lovely, lovely to find you. out how you guys are getting on
3: oh my god those toys will be thrown out the window yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: all You'll here be in
2: the background in the middle of plastic bright colored plastic <laughs> yeah. primary yeah. colors everywhere
3: <laughs> uh, you said all i had to do was love them <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: we'll play this
1: bit back to you we'll play this bit back yeah, to you
3: yeah.
1: um have a good luck with the birth and thank yeah you. keep in touch we love you lots well done thank
3: you Love Thanks you guys. so much bye. see you later bye, bye
1: just such a delight and i will just say now though you and i can never stand next to her if she's got a small heel a big heel any heels in fact we just never stand next to her she's so tall and so gorgeous okay so we just need
2: to avoid her yeah you yeah, just yeah, got yeah, to yeah. Avoid- talk okay, to her from fine. afar or on sorry a about that hannah yeah you're just gonna be a digital friend you're not gonna be an in real life mate no. oh no i really love that chat though really really did and we wish both of them all the luck in the world
1: I'm sure they're going to absolutely smash it as parents yeah and also coming back on 100% once they've had the baby because it'll be really interesting to find out how she's getting on you know the first kind of six months will be you know it's always a bit of a baptism of fire isn't it so it'll be amazing to see how she copes with it all but yeah um, thank you so much to the wonderful Hannah uh, and as always thank you guys for listening if you could rate review subscribe and please give the podcast a little follow that would be amazing yeah please do and keep the reviews
2: coming because we love reading them but also they really help boost the podcast and as you know the more listens we get the better guests we get so um, it really does help and if you've got any suggestions for guests then please drop us a dm on instagram we're on at made by Mummers, and we'll be back on friday made by mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason
1: insanity group